once again, no sense of a protagonist. Oh, they've we're been... being really harsh, but like, we literally just sat through a two-hour movie, like this, like podcast. <laughs> and the movie was so bad, so like, please just bear with us. Like, we're literally, we just have a list of roasts. My name is Cade. Welcome back to First Cut and welcome to the very first episode of Netflix Roulette. It's a new show that I started with Robert in which I and a guest will basically be going through Netflix, randomly selecting a piece of content out of the huge pile of shows and movies they have and reviewing it, dissecting it, and letting you know if you should go watch it or not. Each week I'm going to be joined by a different guest who will watch the random piece of Netflix content. And uh, this week, I'm joined by my very own older brother, Parker. So introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Parker. I share the same DNA as this person who just introduced the video. (laughs) So for those of you who don't know, Netflix splits its genres up into random four-digit numbers that sometimes lead to the most random subgenres. For example, 1089 is mind-bending movies like Inception and stuff like that. So each week I'm going to have the guest randomly choose the four-digit number that will give us the genre and from there we'll watch the the movie or the show whatever comes up. Okay here we go. So for our first random number what do you want to put in? Okay for the first random number oh this is is it like actually gonna work now? I think so. Okay the first number we're gonna put in is 5996. 5996. If I'm not mistaken, that's your birthday. Yeah! Oh my god! Exciting crime comedies. Wait, do we get to watch Spencer Confidential? Okay, so from here, what we'll do is find out the number of rows, randomly select a row, and then from there, find the number of... find the number of titles in that row, and then select a random number from there. Hey Siri, pick a number between 1 and 6. The answer is 3. Okay, so we are going down one, two, three. So in the third row, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven titles. There's seven titles. All right, hey Siri, pick a number between one and five. The answer is three. Okay, so the third title in the ensemble movies category in the exciting crime comedy genre is... Odu Raja Odu. I just butchered that. <laughs> this looks like fun, to be honest. Okay, so let's find out a little bit about let's this look, movie. Do the log line. Odu Raja Odu. Okay, so Odu Raja Odu is a dark comedy made in 2018. Runtime is two hours, three minutes. It has a 7.3 out of 10 on IMDb. Doesn't look like there's any Rotten Tomato score. But it was originally released in 2018, and the logline is... While out shopping, a writer and his friend get... Okay, that's a grammatical error. While out shopping, a writer and his friend gets caught up in a botched drug deal. However, he'll face something even scarier if he comes home empty-handed. His wife. Wow, his wife sounds scary. So, some audience reviews (laughs) that I'm reading are... Um, an experimental black comedy with certain non-traditional scenes and twists. Looks more like a film institute student movie. Oh, yikes. Okay. 
I can't wait for y'all to see this. Um, all right, so we're gonna go watch uh Odu Raja Odu. What does Odu Raja Odu Oh Odu Aja Ro Odu Raja Odu translates to run king run. Alright y'all, so we will be back after watching Odu Raja Odu. See you in a second. Okay, everyone. So we are back from watching um, Odu Raja Odu. Odu Raja Odu, which is a piece of Tamil cinema. Um, Do you want to explain what Tamil cinema is? Yeah. So Tamil cinema is the Indian filmmaking industry of uh, Chennai, India, which is on the southeast coast of India, which is pretty cool. So these movies are relatively new. There's only about 200 total uh tamil movies and this one uh you know i can't say i really enjoyed it what about you um i'm my natural instincts led me to like a two to six percent range but i upped that to two to ten percent like single <laughs> digits numbers are good um but then that that was like halfway through the movie and kind of towards the end i kind of warmed up to like a 15 maybe yeah i mean for me i can't give this anything below a 25 because that's what i gave alita battle angel and this was definitely a lot worse than alita battle above angel a 25. i can't give it oh yeah i can't give it above a 25. um so i'm gonna give this a 10 percent yeah because okay here's the thing so this movie like obviously is it made just go through it like, okay so yeah we have a list here of notes um there was a lot to keep there's track a of. lot to keep track of the movie basically sets up five different plot lines with like 20 different characters uh at least 60 characters so okay so we're just gonna go down our list of notes and just sort of discuss the movie so okay the first thing you notice when it turns on is that it starts out like it's edited like a youtube video sort of like scratchy vhs effects and they actually preview the entire movie before it starts, which was interesting. Didn't see that, but that's cool. And then the credits in the beginning, like, were lower thirds, kind of, you know, the classic lower thirds credits, but they were distracting, I thought. Uh, they appeared frequently um, throughout the first 20 minutes of the <laughs> movie. Uh, one minute they were pulling someone apart, and the next moment, I don't even know, like, uh one of the so the protagonist is a writer and he's writing a story it's very meta um so the writer is saying one of the lines he says in the beginning is where's the climax yet to be written which <laughs> i thought was just a beautiful line it was great foreshadowing like it's true the climax has yet to be written so very good this is definitely like okay so when i read the review how it's a student film sort of thing like that's one of the things that i think stands out as like a student film uh, is that it's like a story about a man looking for a story you know what i mean yeah i mean student films definitely don't have this much like passion behind them i want to say totally but... yeah yeah um okay so it's both meta and disappointing. <laughs> right, that's what we got at. Um, so, yeah, with the the opening credits and everything, uh, it was very like Scott Pilgrim like anime style, and they would have these like titles appear whenever a new character was introduced. 
which was like nice, but half the time the title would appear while they were talking. So we wouldn't know who that person was throughout the film. And then also they'd like give characters titles that are barely ever seen again. So it's like, you never really know who to really give importance to or who to care about because the movie doesn't set up one protagonist. It literally sets up 20. Yeah. Let's, so there's five movies going on at all times. There's the protagonist story. There's the kids who are the slum dogs, which they do like a few music videos. The music videos are cool. Like, okay. The cinematography is like pretty good. The, the use of color is strong. The editing's like fun. It definitely falls in the category it was on on Netflix, which is exciting comedy action. Yeah, it's definitely fun. Um, it's just so over the top. Like, I'm surprised this wasn't in the camp, like, camp action category. Yeah, it's very campy, very Quentin Tarantino meets Woody Harrelson on like a very bad trip. Um, the gang, they had a lot of gangster comedy, which was like reminding us a lot of Pineapple Express. And uh, they had buddy comedy, they had rom-com, they had anime, rich family drama. I mean, they had it all in they there. They had everything. Like, if you're not really sure what genre fits you most, like, definitely check this out and you'll still not have any idea. Um, oh, there was this fun <laughs> thing where the voice was disconnected from the mouth or the body of the person <laughs> saying it. Like, uh, there was a lot of voiceover, a lot of ADR, which, like sometimes was really good but other times like you could definitely tell they lost the audio for probably the whole movie um there was no sense of a protagonist like a true protagonist which like made it hard because like the i guess the protagonist's main conflict was he had to get a set top box for his wife that was like the whole main conflict there's so many conflicts going on like it was really hard to not give up on this movie honestly like the first whole hour was just like just setting up the world and the characters and it was like really hard to follow yeah um (laughs) once again no sense of a protagonist oh we're being really harsh but like we literally just sat through a two-hour movie like for this like podcast (laughs) And the movie was so bad, so like, please just bear with us. Like, we're literally, we just have a list of roasts. Like, like we're, we're okay. No, but there's like two really good parts. We can give you the time codes for those. Um, they fetishize women a yeah, lot. It it's was... very misogynistic. They either portray women as a succubi who destroys friendships between <laughs> two men while trying to seduce both of the men, or like a wife who is cheating on her husband, who at the very end she's cheating on him and he finds out and within the last five three minutes he forgives her and they're fine and a set top box magically appears in a suitcase so all the conflict is resolved from the whole movie in three minutes um something that you said that really stuck out to me towards (laughs) towards the end of this movie was i wrote it down Parker said, if this is the last movie I ever watch, so be it. (laughs) I am fine watching TikToks for the rest of my life if all movies be like this. I don't know if that's verbatim, but yeah, I don't know if I'm going to watch a movie in the near future. So just jumping off the, um, the misogynistic thing Parker was talking about, like the women in this film are definitely... A presence and it's not like 
they're completely overshadowed, but it's like their real only purpose is to be a wife or to be a mistress. And then towards the end, we see like a strong assassin character who's introduced like an hour 30 into the movie, I think. Yeah, like the, the it's it's interesting because the ending, there's a little girl who's seen throughout the whole movie and she ends up shooting the mob boss for running over her best friend. <laughs> it's so convoluted. It's, it's like there's a lot going it's on. It's crazy, but you this guys. this little girl, like there's, there's these two mobs of gangs, like one over here, one over here, and then this little girl in the middle, which was like actually kind of a nice picture. And she ends up shooting the guy. And then the female assassin, who we didn't know was a female the whole time, pulls up, takes off her helmet, and she's like shaking her hair. And she's like, that was my job. Like, you took that from me. And she, it looks like she shoots the little girl. Yeah. But then at the very, the very last moment of the movie is the, the assassin didn't kill the little girl. So these two powerful women will go off and probably conquer the world with their like no yeah they set up the end of this movie with these two uh the assassin and the little girl to kind of be like a dope sequel um but let's talk about some of the positives Um, oh yeah india is beautiful for sure what did you think of the cinematography um i thought the cinematography was very fast-paced very i don't actually think that's how you can describe cinematography (laughs) um, did you think it looked pretty yeah it looked pretty there were some nice shots yeah i agree the transitions were really good i know a lot of times in like editing and in filmmaking transitions can be difficult but i think like that was definitely one of the good parts of the movie and like the heist thrill of it was editing was great Um, editing was really good for what it was uh there's this song there are these lyrics that say chuck negativity to hell oh chuck negativity to hell with positivity and the world is a joke live life like you don't care the songs in this movie were brazy like they came in and out every 30 minutes like you forget there's music in this movie and then it just come out of nowhere um there was this beautiful part at I swear, look this up on Netflix. Odu Raja Odu. Go to one hour, six minutes, and 30 seconds if you want to experience a surreal <laughs> uh, car chase, car pile up, disaster, catastrophe. There's a crazy car chase that ends in like a 40 car pile up. So this guy gets called Squinty Eyed and then chases after the protagonist and his best friend, causing a multi car pile up. Um, if you can make it past the first hour and get into that stuff, it's honestly worth it. Um, that part <laughs> is like surreal entertainment on YouTube. It's like pre-rendered. Marvel. Something I wrote down is this movie. This looks like what Marvel movies look like a year before they're released. Which it's is like the tea. step after the storyboard when they like bring it. Um, previs, previs. You know, Parker said this is the Indian version of the Room. Um, I mean, I think that's a broad like, okay, so generalization. I, thi- I think, like, it the script and the characters make more sense than the room, but, like, in the audience's mind, there's still, I think, the equal level of, like, confusion as to tracking things, like, knowing who's going where and why they're going there. Like, that is just as confusing as the room. But I think, like, the, the dot, performances like, are way better than the room. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't just, mean it, but, like, I just said it. 
And then Parker said, if the movies, this is like if the movies that were in Tropic Thunder were actually made. What do you mean by that? Um, there were just so many genres in this. Uh, Are you talking like, about like Simple Jack like a, and Booty Sweat? Yeah, like and, it felt like a parody of. So I guess that's a good thing because it, it was funny. Like it was a parody. Okay. Would you say, cause for me it was like, I was laughing at the movie way more than I was laughing with them. I would say it was like a 70, 30 split, like 70% of the time I was laughing at the movie and 30% of the time I was laughing with it. What would you... Yeah. Same. Okay. And then just to wrap things up here. Um, if, if a it... student was pitching this, they'd be like, yeah, it's definitely like Westworld meets Sunny with a chance from Disney channel. Oh, one highlight was, uh, an hour 47. Um, what was that? that's when the little girl the, shoots the gangs off. pull up next to each other you just have to watch it okay yeah it's like a game of roulette which is you know great because this is ru- netflix roulette um roulette, roulette. <laughs> and we then saw when... one thing in the movie that we thought could redeem it in this post interview <laughs> section and then when the little girl oh i dropped the mic when the little girl shoots the mob boss it was like the shot heard around the tamil cinema world so. that's it like um overall yeah it's definitely like a two to six percent uh out of a hundred out of 100 (laughs) and that's not a bad thing like it's almost like you watch movies that are above a 90 percentile and this is adversely in the same range just on the other end of the spectrum right yeah it's like so bad that it's like fun to watch with friends yeah Mm. you might this this is also like a i would say there's probably like stoner humor in here too because there's a hundred percent there's a lot of smoking weed but i think i think maybe this is like meant to be a stoner movie now that i think about it (laughs) it's meant to be all sorts of things folks and that will do it for (laughs) our review of odu raja odu came out in 2018 Got a three out of five critics rating uh, from timesofindia.com. So, you know, I think it's like definitely translates better over there. Um, but yeah, um, I don't know. I definitely wouldn't say check it out. But I mean, check out an hour and six minutes in if you're like insanely high right now. But <laughs> if you're not, then definitely don't check it out. All right, guys, my name is Cade. Thank you so much for watching this first episode of Netflix Roulette. Ratatata. See you later.